Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And this is, of course, your weekly wellnesscouch.com show where we talk about relationships and life and love and everything in between. And today we wanted to look at the concept of universal laws or spiritual laws and how they apply to who you are and how you do live and conduct your life. And obviously then hence the relationships that you have and the things that you go off and do, the circumstances that you attract, um, which probably leads us to the first law, law of attraction, which is one of the best known ones. There are about, some people say there's about seven spiritual laws and others go with 12. So we've just handpicked a few today that we know really well that we wanted to, to talk you through and we may reference some others if we have time. But to begin on that law of attraction, which really is what The Secret was all about, Jane, that big movie that went so viral so many years ago now that really awakened a lot of people a lot of mainstream people in the world to spirituality in a way that they hadn't previously sort of considered it. And, of course, they banged on and on and on about this secret law, the law of attraction. It actually excited me when this DVD came out because I was able to give a product to somebody to go away and watch where I was lacking, at that point I was lacking in the vocabulary to really be able to teach it to people who had never heard the concept before. So it was a really cool tool to use. What I guess I'm most excited about the universal laws, and particularly the one of attraction, is these are really empowering. These actually help us to live lives that we create, that we're not the victim, that we can create anything that we desire. So the law of attraction states that like attracts like. And so what we put out is what we're going to get back. So what we have to understand with the law of attraction is that it is operating regardless of whether you believe or don't believe. All the laws are. They are. They don't require you to actually even have an understanding of them. You don't even need to be consciously aware of them for them to be. And so I do like people to become aware of this one, though, because it manifests, of course, in the positive, but it also manifests in the negative. So when somebody is getting all excited about the good stuff that's happening in their life and they're claiming ownership of, I've manifested this, I've created this through the law of attraction, likewise, so does the bad stuff in our life happen. So it's important to really be meticulous with what it is that you are attracting into your life. Because so much of attraction is happening subconsciously. That's sort of the danger, if you like, or it's that we, so many people are going through life asleep. And even for those of us that are sort of very consciously aware, there's, there's always still parts of yourself, whether it's what Jane would call the shadow side or just other parts of yourself that you haven't fully admitted or, or understood yet. And those parts may still be self-sabotaging you by attracting in stuff. You, you're thinking, why do I keep meeting people like this? Or why do I keep having these sorts of incidents in my life? And that is to do with that law of attraction. There's an unhealed part of yourself that is still bringing in these these gifts and lessons that like attracting like for you to hold the mirror up it's a lot of mirror work there's a lot of mirror work yes absolutely i think that one of the best things to do with the law of attraction to start to understand it is to test it you know i'm a huge fan of gathering your own evidence so start by putting out to the universe that you want something something that you're after and i would encourage you to start with something quite small something that you're not particularly that attached to it'd be great but it doesn't happen, it doesn't matter. So it could be that, you know, I want somebody to bring me a great cup of coffee in the next couple of days. Just put it out to the universe and then see if it happens. And as it does, you start to gather your evidence of maybe this stuff is working. So it needs to be that you believe it. 
So for example, you're not going to win the lottery because you probably believe you're not going to win the lottery. So that is where it's working in the negative. So save your money on the lottery ticket. Buy the lottery ticket if you truly believe you absolutely can win it. Then you can buy the lottery ticket. How do you know if you really do believe or not? Is it in the words you use? I think so. Yeah, I think it's in your words. It's in that little voice in your head that's going, oh, you know, wishful thinking. It would be nice, but. Right. But it's not likely to happen. Well, it's not likely to happen, so it's not going to happen. So we can use, we can harness the law of attraction to to bring in the things that we do want. And so, and the rules around that, this is where the secret got a bit contentious because people picked on it a bit Yes, for the lack of proactivity because it's one thing to do the visualizing work and we all know how to do that. We can all do vision boards. We can all write lists or mantras or affirmations of the things we want to call forth. Is that enough? No, it's not enough. Now, this is where the law of vibration comes into it, where like attracts like based on what you are actually vibrating at. So our bodies are filled with energy that is vibrating. I can't remember. What's our body vibrate at? I can't remember. Eight. The hertz thing? Yeah, eight. Hertz is, oh, shouldn't have gone there. I don't know the answer. Spiritual science, don't know. I do love spiritual science. Okay, so our bodies are vibrating, and what we want to do is make sure that we are in alignment with what it is that we are desiring. So it's one thing to go, you know, uh, I want to manifest a new car that you're not doing anything about looking at cars and you're not doing anything about pricing cars and you're not doing anything about having a savings plan for a car or getting a loan for a car. I mean, it sounds ridiculous and it sounds obvious, but there are people who will spend their lives like manifesting or visualizing the perfect house or car. But yeah, but it's like that whole thing, have you actually gone shopping for it? Well, no, it's just going to arrive. Well, no. You have to have the action. That's right. Now, this is where the vibration comes into it because it's the action that makes you raise your vibration to a place of true belief. So it's one thing to do the wishful thinking, which is what the law of attraction is placing out there. Mm. The law of vibration is that you must believe, truly believe that you can manifest this. Yeah. So you do that by doing the action. So it's the action that is in attraction that is so important. You know, you want to meet this ideal gorgeous guy, new guy to come into your life. You know, you've got to get out there and you've got to do it. You know, I see all the time my clients that are saying, you know, I want this really nice person to come into my life, but they're not doing anything. They're waiting for them to be the pizza person that's delivering Friday nights, but dinner. Just arrive at the front door. Yeah, now look, sure, we all know some people that that's happened to, but it's a minority. The vast majority, you've got to have action. You've got to get out there. You've got to say yes to the invitations. You've got to go and meet new people. Okay, so what about the ones that are out there sitting on the bar stools, but they're they're emitting the wrong vibration, Jane? Okay, so they're actually, they're usually the ones that have three things going on that are not in alignment. We have to, our thoughts, our words, and our emotions all need to be in alignment. So they're sitting on the bar stools and they're actually saying, oh, you know what, I couldn't care less if she doesn't come over and talk to me. You know, it doesn't bother me. So she was heading your way. The law of attraction, you've put it out there that I want this gorgeous girl to come and talk to me at the bar stall. And you've put it out to the universe and the universe has got everything all in alignment and they're sending off this rocket of desire as those who follow the teachings of Abraham will will be familiar with that term. So the rocket of desire has been launched off. She's on her way to you. And then you've just changed your mind by saying, Oh, you know, doesn't really matter if she doesn't turn up because you're protecting yourself. You're protecting yourself from rejection. So you've now self-sabotaged that alignment with that vibration is now no longer in alignment. So now the universe has gone, oh, hang on, she was coming to you, but hang on, there's another guy over there 
he's ready. No, that's right. We'll send her over there. So there's a lot to do with consistency. There is. You have to be consistent. You absolutely cannot afford to deviate. Now, look, you can have your negative thoughts. That's okay. You don't need to go paranoid and think, oh, no, I've worked so hard on manifesting this and now I've had a negative thought. It's not coming now. Mm. You know, the positive is always stronger than the negative. So you can afford to have a negative thought process. Absolutely. You can't afford to have it in abundance. You've got to make sure that the majority of the time it is the positive that you're working in. Discipline of self Yes. And you must be meticulous with your thoughts, your emotions, and your words. So, well, let's go back to the single girl that's gone out on a Friday night and she's been saying to the universe, where's my man? I want to meet my man. And she's gone out with the girls on a Friday night and no guys turned up and she's actually sitting there saying, oh, you know what? I don't really care if he doesn't turn up. It doesn't matter. Mm. But then she's going home at night and crying into her pillow. Where's my man? Where's my man? You've got to be consistent. Now, see, I know that all of this territory can get a bit grey because I'm now going to reference another universal law, which is the universal law of unattachment. Now, so you've got the guy on the bar stool saying, oh, I don't care if she doesn't come over, I'm all right, my whole life's looking good for me, I don't need her, you know, whether she does or she doesn't, no skin off my nose. And then you've got the, the genuine law of unattachment, and again, it's vibrational. If you really are sitting in the law of unattachment, people will be all over you. Yes. Because you genuinely don't care and don't need them. And I've heard and seen these stories many times. They're, and you probably have too, Jane. They're, they're fascinating. Like I, I remember reading a story years ago about a girl who she'd just gone through some horrible period of her life. She, Her friends had dragged her out. She still had the tear-stained cheeks and the, the panda eye mascara. Her hair was lank. She was still wearing probably her Ugg boots or whatever. She didn't want to be out. She didn't feel like it. And in that true vulnerable state of her real raw self, she met her future life partner because he just saw her for who she was and loved her. Well, I had exactly that happen to me. Well, and, not and she exactly wasn't looking. that, but a similar scenario with my husband. The night that I met him, I'd actually – gone out with a guy who ended up being gay and oh, it was a horrible scenario and I swore off men. I was done, dusted. Yeah. And so I decided, well, you know what, if I'm going to be single, I'm going to have the fabulous life that I can possibly create. So I then went about um, commencing my first business. And it was the day that I picked up the keys to my studio. I picked up business cards. I picked up all of the uh, paraphernalia for marketing. And I was so excited about this wonderful dream that I was manifesting. Went out to dinner with some friends and there was my husband. But my theory is that I actually think that is the first man that I actually met as myself. As your true self. As my true self. Not trying to be something that I thought they might like Mm. to please like me. I've met a guy I like, now I want him to really like me Mm. and I'm going to change who I am. I actually had the law of unattachment. Yeah, and it's it's one of the trickiest laws. You see it written about in ancient Greek myths and legends and stories where, you know, the hero will come up to, he's been through all the trials and tribulations and he's finally got to the, the last magic gate and he's got to get to the other side and he says, what do I do? What, what's, what's the challenge? What do I need to do to get through it? And they say, you must not want to get through the gate to get through the gate. Ah. And how do you not want it? Oh, but I want it. I need to get through the gate, you know. And that's what the law of unattachment is. It's actually, it's a very delicate balance between not letting go of the end hope or result or goal that you, that you aspire to, but letting go of so much of the neediness, the desperation, the control that I have to, but I can't see any other way. Like it's, it's letting go of all of that stuff. Okay? I've got a bit of a chip on this one. My little tip here is that if you really get into the essence of what it is that you're wanting to feel, 
with this thing that you're wanting to manifest. Now, it doesn't matter whether it's a new job, a new car, a new house, a new partner. It doesn't matter what it is. As you get right into the emotion behind this mm-hmm. of how it feels, you've actually already got it. And so it doesn't matter whether it materializes or not because you're actually already living it. Fascinating. And that is my interpretation of the law of unattachment because I've actually already got it. Mm, I'm thinking about that. Are you? Okay. So it's almost in the creative process of, of the fun of the creativeness of creating in your imagination what it is that you are desiring. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like the way reality works that at a spiritual level, you can have arrived at something mentally, emotionally, spiritually, but it plays out a little bit slower on earth. Well, as so, they did in the secret, thank goodness, because if we said, I want to be riding an elephant in Africa and suddenly you've got an elephant in your lounge room. Exactly. <laughs> we need to have time and there's space. A, there's a buffer here on earth. Yeah, of time So we space. don't have instant manifestation the way they do in some dimensions. So, you know, you hear the story like about Jim Carrey years ago when he was a down and out actor, waiter, whatever he was doing, busboy in LA trying to make ends meet and he wrote himself a check. And I forget how much it was for. It was an astronomical amount of money. Yeah, it was like uh, 20 million or yeah. million or something. That was a lot of money. Wrote, yes. Just, you know, as a pretend thing, he, well, you know, this was his way of manifesting. He wrote himself a check and he put it in his wallet. And within, I think, six months or something, he'd, he'd cracked Hollywood and he was starting to make it big. And, and he eventually did obviously arrive at that amount. So there's that idea of um, having the end goal very, very clearly stated then kind of letting go, going away, do the work. But you've got to let go. It's letting go of the time frame. Yeah, big time. It's the time frame. Big time. Because, like, when I go back to when I met my husband, I had manifested all of this and it was all in alignment and coming. Meaning what? You'd already Meaning manifested Meaning that I'd, I'd, I had manifested this perfect relationship. I knew what it was going to show up like. I knew it was going to feel like. I didn't know what it was really going to look like. But you knew what you wanted. But I knew what I wanted. Yeah. And... I had had a disappointing experience with a past boyfriend and I then swore myself off men, right? But the reality was I didn't actually. I had a moment of negativity and I got busy doing other things, but I never let go of the desire to meet somebody. I just let go of the time frame. Right. So I started to create in this current time a life that was exciting for me with this new business, blah, blah. And so he showed up. You really have to let go of the time. Mm. But it's actually quite interesting how time can often, we need to get out of the way of the how as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Because, for example, I had a period in my life where my, we, my husband and I had bought a new home. We built a new home. So I think it was like 12 years later, suddenly all the white goods all went at once, you know. And you're going, right, you're adding this up going, okay, I could have done with this being in dribs and drabs rather than all at once. So I prioritized of what could hang on for another few months and was on the way out that it would be all right and versus what did need to, needed to be replaced straight away. Now, my fridge was, I don't know, I think it was second on the list of what needed to be replaced, but it was hanging in there. So I chose in my visualizing, I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to go and work out and keep my eye on what model it is. I'll keep my eye on when the specials are. I'll just be aware so that I've got a bit of leeway here of what I can do. So did that, got a phone call from my brother whose work colleague uh, had just become engaged and they were moving, he was moving in with his fiancée and they both had brand new fridges. So he rang me to say, listen, my work colleague's selling his fridge. It's only two months old. I think it's actually very similar to what you're after. He's selling it for half price. Well, when I he sent me a photo of it, it was actually the fridge I wanted. Right. So I actually got it 
way earlier than I thought because I got it for half price and I could afford that then. Yeah. So, you know, you really have to get out of the way of the how. We don't need to know, yeah, all the, the pieces of the puzzle, how and where they're going to fit in and at what time and, and that sort of thing. There, there is a lot of surrendering over to the divine order of things. If you've made it very clear and you've put your intention to the universe, there's a lot of trust that needs to come into play. And nowhere do I see this more than when I do psychic readings and counselling sessions with women with IVF because right. this is a really massive one. And the, now I know the doctor's going to have his interpretation or her interpretation on those people's bodies, their eggs, their sperm release, what's going on. But the spiritual way that I pretty much consistently usually always see these things happening is it's, it's, it's exactly what Jane and I are talking about. It's women who get so – it's a pattern of their lives – they are so used to being control freaks or in not knowing how to handle what happens when life doesn't give them what they want, and they finally hit the first thing ever that they can't control, which is their own, I don't know, <laughs> fallopian tubes or something that's that's at a deeper level that they can't actually yell, perform, perform, perform. They can't actually do it. Um, and, in fact, the amount of pressure that they put on themselves usually does block the process wow. and the stress is actually what's blocking it. It's just this complete shutdown because they're so rigid in how they think it's supposed to go on their timeline. And is this why so often um, uh, healthcare professionals will say to them, you need a holiday? Yes. You know, you need to just go and let go. Yes. Unattachment. And I can say this Surrender. because I was a baby who my parents tried for eight years to have children, and this is in the 70s when IVF wasn't an option yet. So what did they do? My mother had to reach the point where she had to literally admit defeat, and she had to say, I always thought it was my God-given right as a little girl that I was just going to be able to have a baby, and I realized I couldn't, and they went on the adoption list. And only when she finally surrendered to that did her body fall pregnant. She took wow. all the pressure off herself. And you hear these stories all the time. You hear the stories of the well, women. It's not so different from me meeting my husband, is it, that it's, I surrendered on the – same thing. But women often will finally get the IV a baby and then what happens they conceive naturally it happens yes, all the time true. they adopt and they conceive naturally that's true so there's a lot of just having to get out of the way of yourself yes. with these things which is tricky it is tricky. very tricky however start small start small because that's easier to get out of the way of you're not as attached to it mm, big time should we do the next law of uh, vibration which is a big one that jane loves to talk about some people call it the law of energy as well I, yeah i love the law of vibration okay so this is where you have to gather evidence to get truly in alignment to step into the vortex of manifesting and you do this by belief so you can't afford to gather negative evidence you've got to gather positive evidence of what it is that you're desiring so look because i'm a singles coach let's go back to that um, and so in walks a woman who says to me, all the good men are taken and she's going to go and I'm going to say, well, that's not true. I've got loads of really lovely men for you to be meeting. I want you to come to a cocktail party that we're having Friday night. There's going to be 75 guys there, 75 girls come along. And she walks into the room and she scans the room and she comes up and says, no, there's nobody here for me. And she says that within half an hour. So what she has done has lowered her vibration. Okay, because she has chosen to scan the room looking for the negative versus the opposite of what she could do. She could be walking into the room and observing the smiling faces, the positive energy, the room that's buzzing with conversation, the well-dressed people, and start to think, wow, I'm in the right ballpark. That is raising your vibration to be in alignment with your match. Now, if your vibration is low, you're going to attract shit into but your she's life. closing herself off. Yeah, absolutely. So what is she doing? She's actually getting nothing. 
her vibration is so low that the only thing that she would get is a very toxic relationship, mm. if if one at all. Well, just something that's a bit sort of second rate or like, you know, settling for second best or something because she's not, yeah. Well, she's not going to settle because she's, she's all keeping them at an arm's distance. This is okay. actually getting away from the law of vibration, though, and more into okay. her inner child and protection. Mm. And all That's that. another podcast. Yeah, yep. we'll do that one one day. Um, yeah, so law of vibration is about discipline of focusing on the positive. Uh, you can observe the negative, but I want you to move fast through that if you do observe the negative. Mm. So it's constantly reaching for a better feeling thought. So instead of going, oh, all the good men are taken, then the affirmation would be to raise your vibration on that to a more in alignment with belief would be, even though I have in the past perhaps found it difficult to meet men that I would enjoy meeting, I am stepping into a new opportunity to gain a new experience. It's no easy task any of this stuff though. It It requires a tremendous amount of conscious awareness and just does, but it's so cool. Once you get it, Mm. you get it. You really get it. And probably one of the, one of my girlfriends is absolutely the queen of manifesting. She's absolutely brilliant at it. Yeah. Some people are. She did it in the reverse as well. She actually lost everything. Okay. Everything. What happened? Financially, her and her husband went bankrupt. She went through a hippie stage and was very anti-materialism. And I remember I was doing a vision board and I said, come on, come and do this with me. No, I don't want anything. And I said, it doesn't need to be about houses and cars and holidays. It can be about emotions that you want more of in your life or experiences that you want. Or uh, it can be about wanting to have more time to be able to bake homemade hmm, things for your family or to cook beautiful, nourishing meals or whatever. So it doesn't need to be the materialistic. No, 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 no. I'm not doing it. I don't want anything. And the number of times I heard her over a very short period of time say she didn't want anything, a few months later they actually had some trauma in their life and they were bankrupt. Now, I I say that very lighthearted. Of course, it was very traumatic at the time. However, uh, and she doesn't mind me sharing this story because she's worked through it, she's got it. She is the queen of manifesting. She understands law of attraction, law of vibration. She's impeccable with her word. She keeps her thoughts, her emotions, and her her uh, words all in alignment. And now she's financially abundant. Mm. She's abundant in many areas in her life. So you do need to be really disciplined in this. But once you get it, it's like riding a bike. You just start picking yourself up easier, easier and easier until stuff just comes into your life. Yeah. Now what happens is you, like I create a dream knowing it's going to happen, mm, you know, yeah. and, and then if it's too easy, if it's too easy, I'm going to create something even more ridiculous because go for it. Why not? Why not? All right. So then we've got law. Um, look, there's so many laws. We, we certainly won't get through all of them, but um, law of gender. Jane and I covered this one very well, I think, in our alpha beta episode. If you haven't heard that podcast, that's one of my favorites, actually. It's it's pretty fascinating. You're a bit fascinated by that, aren't you? It does, it does sort of tickle me pink, the, this idea of the masculine in you and the feminine in you and how we, you know, whether you want to call that Mars Venus, whether you want to call that yin yang, there's lots of different sort of terminologies for the, the two different energy flows, um, which exist here on the earth and also within each and every one. I mean, obviously, we've, we have got genders and, and some transgenders and other things, but then we've also got within ourselves this polarity needing to be balanced out. So the law of gender, Jane, how would you describe okay, what the, you think? The law of gender is where we are to be completely balanced between alpha and beta energy, mm. so between masculine and feminine, and that is our job, and it is that each of us contains both energies and that we are to work, manifest or manage our operation of our day 
by being balanced between the two, swinging from one to the other, one to the other. And again, no and tall order. Like, I mean, it's, no, this, this is, is a big tall, challenge. This very, is a very big, especially big 2013 ask. challenge. Mm. I mean, I would see the number one reason why so many gorgeous corporate successful women are single is because they're operating far too much in masculine energy. Mm. And we've had to have this. You know, this has been a bit of a society thing that that it actually is pandemic throughout the Western world and we've got to shift it. But we've also got men that are operating too much in beta. Yeah. And we've actually got people. Let me rephrase this. We have people that in pandemic proportions that are operating from far too much of either one or the other. Mm. And there is where a lot of relationships are breaking down. That's where a lot of unhappiness comes from and why there are a lot of people that are desiring relationships and not getting them. Right. So we do have to work on balancing this. Again, conscious awareness. And, and I would reference people to go to that podcast. Yes, so rather wanna... than us going to it now. It's a big yeah. topic for, for us to cover off in five minutes. Mm, so A very fascinating I one, think, though. Yeah, listen to that Alpha Beta podcast. Law of Rhythm is also one that um, we've spoken, um, done interviews before on other shows in our radio show with Christina Dreza, who's a – she was a consumer trends expert. She travelled the world and basically had to predict trends for huge companies like Microsoft and all that sort of thing. And the way that she would do it is – She'd look for patterns and she'd join dots. She'd look for rhythms. She'd look for, it is almost like algorithms. You know, she, everyone she meets, and I've watched her do this many times, she's a fascinating person. She'll always ask, and what are you seeing at the moment? Whether they have clients or they're, they're in sales or whatever line of work they're in, she'll say, what trends are you, like, what are you seeing? Who's, who's presenting? What's presenting at the moment? And she joins dots and she asks people all over the world, you know, from Belgrave to Dublin to Tel Aviv, she will ask people what they're seeing and she'll put it together. Now, she did that in a way that's very non-psychic, but actually I also see her work as highly intuitive. When she looks at businesses, when she looks at world trends and phases and, you know, economic, um, you know, like the GFC and things like that, she looks at it from the point of view of cycles, rhythms and seasons. And so she can break everything down into whether it's lunar cycles, you know, the, the tides, the moons, whether it's, um, uh, so she does like the monthly, the moons, she does the 24 hour cycle, she does the daily cycles, and then she does longer cycles like the seasons, you know. Well, I found her advice to my business with the seasons was really helpful. Yeah. But also the ceremonies that she ties in with the rhythms of, of opening ceremony and a closing ceremony, you know, there's my theatrical hat being put on. Yeah. But I love that when you are greeting a new client, when you are farewelling a new client. She talks are, about entries and exits. So yeah. everything that you do, like you talk about your experience at a restaurant, the food might be average, but if when you come in, you're made to feel like family, they sit you down, they make sure you've got your water filled, they look after you, you know, that really gives you an experience. And as long as you receive the same sort of exit, so when you're then exiting the experience, yes. you get the same feeling, then you'll always remember it and recommend it. So she talks a lot about that. She talks about lots of things for business. But this idea, again, back to rhythm, everything has a pattern. And, you know, it's with things in life, you know, this too shall pass. If there's a time in your business or your, your life or your relationship that's sluggish, you know that it's just the winter period. You might need to cocoon. You might need to hibernate. Then there'll be you know, the autumn, the time things seem to die and shrivel up and go away. But there's always going to be spring again when new things and ideas and fertility and, you know, things are born. You you run your life very naturally through this. I really I love, I this love observing stuff. your This is my pagan way, religion. It is your pagan religion. But it makes it's so, so much sense to me. I mean, there are mornings when you wake up and, you, and, and again, we've done this in podcasts before, but there's mornings when you wake up and you think, 
I, I've got six phone calls to make and I just haven't got it in me. And it's like, you know what? You don't have to. Do it tomorrow when, when you do have it in you, when that little cycle passes and you're in a different phase of where you need to be. So I think from my understanding, the law of rhythm is it's not forcing, it's allowing, it's surrendering, it's realizing there's a time for everything and everything has its time. You know? I like to also think of the law of rhythm as being, are you going downstream mm. or is that hard work and you're going upstream? Yeah. And if it's hard work, Turn the boat around and go in the other direction because you are going in the wrong direction. The path of follow the path of, path of least, least resistance. resistance. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's got a nice. You like that bit? I do. So think about that. <laughs> Look, there's some others here. The law of cause and effect, which I think sounds very straightforward. Yep. We can all understand, you know, action, consequence, reaction. I mean, toddlers learn learn that. Sometimes as adults, we still can't quite see it, and we do need to hit our head against a brick wall a few times to kind of get some of the patterns that are presenting with yes. cause and effect. Um, law of compensation. That's a nice one because that comes along in afterwards to say if you do the work, you get the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And isn't that nice to get? There's divine karmic balance with all that's happening, and even if it doesn't play out in this lifetime you need to know that somewhere in some big book somewhere it's all being recorded and if you do the work if you earn it now it it is topping up your sort of spiritual tank if you like you are getting there at the end of the day even if you've only got one piece of the picture one piece of the puzzle now to look at trust us that the whole picture is being put together at a greater cosmic level um and law of polarity which um of course i guess polarity therapy is probably based on which is it's all about divine balance again um, and we're really skimming over these now because these aren't the ones that maybe Jane and I are so familiar with. But mm. the big ones you can live your life by, they really are the attraction ones, the vibrational the ones. Yeah. And I mean, I'd say probably a bit of cause and effect as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think well, the, for me, the law of attraction, law of vibration, I find is, is are the two that I would spend most of my life consciously operating from. Mm. And, um, and I do think it's cool. For me, it's just this one big, really funny game now. It's really cool. Life's like a big it's a game. Really cool game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you are. And it's just another, you know, another thing. You know, you get the phone call of some opportunity that you were manifesting, or or some letter comes in the post with something that you were manifesting, or an opportunity comes, and I just laugh. I get this really funny giggle. I just laugh and laugh. It's a real belly ache, a belly ache, belly belly laugh that goes for several minutes and it's like I'm having this grand chuckle with the universe of how cool. There it is. Thanks. It's pretty cool. Everything always works itself It does. All is well. All is fine. Beautiful. Look, thank you for joining us this week on The Couch. Uh, We'll be back next Wednesday as we always are on thewellnesscouch.com. If you'd like to leave a comment underneath today's podcast, we encourage you to. Or you can friend us on our Facebook page. Yep, which is facebook.com forward slash love life show. Okay, and until this time next week, have a beautiful week. I'm Rebecca Detman. I'm Jane Donovan. Happy manifesting. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.